Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Today, I want to talk a little bit about the fruits of the Spirit. There are nine of them. They are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. These fruits of the Spirit are specific behaviors that result from the work of the Holy Spirit. And as we give the Spirit more control of our lives, He'll begin to do through us what only He can do. And this will shape us and we will grow and look more like Jesus. Now, His goal, God's goal, is for all of His children to be more like Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is constantly working to rid our lives of the acts of what is called the sinful nature. God wants us to display his fruit instead of the sinful nature. Now, before I go any further, let me mention that we all have a sinful nature. And it is because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that we can allow the fruit of the Spirit to act with the, for us. In other words, the presence of the fruit of the Spirit is evidence that our character is becoming more like Jesus Christ. And as we become more like Jesus, we will respond to our children in a way that is pleasing to God. In fact, we will respond to everyone in a way that is pleasing to God. The fruits of the Spirit become evident in our lives when we have the Holy Spirit acting in our behalf. Now, once again, the old nature, old sin nature cannot produce these fruits. It is only when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior will we have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, and then we are able to have him produce those fruits within us. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But because we are all sinners, 1 John 1.9 tells us that when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. So if you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you want to do so, it's just a matter of praying what we call the sinner's prayer. And it goes, Dear God, I know that I am a sinner, and I ask you to please forgive my sins. I believe in my heart that Jesus is your son, that he died for me on a cross, and you raised him back to life. Jesus, I declare that you are my Lord, and I open my heart to you. Change me 
and help me to follow you all the days of my life. Help me to be more like you and to do your will. In Jesus' name, I pray. You won't feel any differently, but trust me, if you prayed this prayer and you are in, are sincere, Jesus will hear you and you will immediately have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let me give you a little idea of some of the fruits of the Spirit. We've talked about love before. It has been said that the primary key to everything is love, along with temperance or self-control. Love, in fact, has been defined as the bookend that helps hold the other fruits in place. It's a love that surpasses human understanding, and it causes a person to be filled with the fullness of God. It's that divine characteristics that's detailed in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. A love like that can seem almost impossible, but when you have the Holy Spirit and the fruit of love, then you'll see that it is possible to love that way. Joy is another fruit of the Spirit. And when I think of this one, I remember hearing people say, count it all joy. And that simply means that no matter what is going on in your life, you look to know that God has it in control. And no matter what happens, because he has it in control, you can count it all joy. Hebrews 12, 2 says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now let's take a look at the fruit of peace. Now this peace doesn't come from having a vacation or going out and seeing a movie or going out to dinner or having a lot of wealth. The spiritual fruit of peace results from being satisfied by faith. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified, meaning made right, declared innocent and guiltless through faith in what Christ accomplished for us on the cross. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have that peace that surpasses all understanding, no matter what we are going through. Again, it's because of the fruit of the Spirit. Long-suffering has been called love on trial. And why would that be? It's because when someone angers you or picks on you, you don't fight back. That doesn't mean that you don't take up for yourself. It just means that you're not quick to anger. 
It enables you to be emotionally strong and forgive others. Colossians 3.13 says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye forgive them. Gentleness is being moderate and kind and absence of harshness or severity. In fact, the Apostle Paul illustrates gentleness by using the example of a mother feeding her babies. And you can find this in 1 Thessalonians 2.7. Then there's goodness, the fruit of goodness. It's moral excellence or virtue. God is ultimate is the ultimate example of goodness. Goodness is holiness that's put into practice and results from knowing God. The spirit of faith is doing what you say you're going to do. It's what we say when we talk, tell our kids, it's keeping a promise, being known as someone who can trust because you're reliable. It's also understanding that God is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. The seventh fruit of the Spirit is meekness. Meekness is being humble and patient. It's not being mousy or weak, but rather a servant-like submission to God and others that you care for. I really like the way Baker's Bible Dictionary explains meekness. He says, meekness does not identify the weak but more precisely the strong who have been placed in a position of weakness where they persevere without giving up. The use of the Greek word when applied to animals makes this clear, for it means tame when applied to wild animals. In other words, such animals have not lost their strength, but have learned to control the obstructive instincts that prevent them from living in harmony with others. That's Baker's Bible Dictionary explanation of meekness. And last but not least is self-control. Self-control means moderation or self-restraint in action or statement. It's control over your entire being. A person who has self-control is mild and calm, avoids extreme behavior, and exercises self-restraint in both actions and speech. As you go over each of these fruits of the Spirit, think about how each one can help you as you parent your children. Allow the Holy Spirit to control you. Love unconditionally. Joy and peace will be there in the midst of childhood chaos. Long-suffering will show, you'll show restraint when you've had one of those days. Gentleness, you'll have gratitude for when you are, have a moment to cuddle with your toddler. And you'll show goodness in your words and your actions. 
and there will be faith because you know God will help you and he will always keep his promises. Meekness when you need to seek forgiveness and self-control when you feel like screaming. I'll close by saying that if any of you have prayed the prayer to ask Jesus into your heart, I would love to hear about that. Please send me a message on my website. That's Harriet Rowe with two T's.com. And if any of you have any other questions about it, you can ask me again on the same website. For those of you who did, I say welcome to the family. And for those of you who are considering it, I will be praying that you take action. And let me say this also. Being a Christian does not mean that you're going to have things easy. There's always going to be trials. But what it does mean is that you will keep your eye on God and he will always see you through no matter what the trials or tribulations may be. With that, I will say, pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. And I charge you before God, who gives life to all, and before Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 6, 11-13 Allow the Holy Spirit to display His fruits as you parent on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, Or, if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.